One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot of parents fear of putting your child into care, whether that's with family, daycare, babysitter, there's lots of options out there. People feel like they'll be judged for not staying at home with a child for 12 months or whatever the minimum is. Mums feel scared that their child will be neglected, afraid go through separation anxiety, not sleep, not eat, not adjust well. Those fears are very genuine. I'm not dismissing those fears at all. It's a scary time. It's a big transition. But I think mums need to remember that you are doing this not just for yourself to go back to work. It's not just for your own time. It's for your child. They will adjust to being around new people. Their personalities will open up. They'll learn from other kids. So I think it's a big, big milestone, but you can do it. And it's prioritizing yourself. And being able to put those together is you find yourself again and you find a new phase in your life. This is episode 123. I am so happy that you're here and thank you for joining my show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life. And because of that, I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends, and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. Here's subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. Very long hair, actually. I did. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I was. I have a very special guest here today, and I was just telling her that I cut about four inches of my hair off, and I feel like a whole new woman. But 
I'm so excited to have you here. It's one of our favorite guests and one of our most listened podcasts. I don't know if you know, Nikki, but your podcast has been one of the most listened podcasts on our show. And I'll link to it in the show notes. It was about trimester four. Mm. Yeah, and we get you shared so much amazing stuff. And I'm bringing her back on because we have so many exciting things to talk about. She has just kept evolving and she's just paving the way through motherhood as a businesswoman. I don't know how you do everything. We're going to dive into that. But Nikki, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Helen. I I'm actually really taken aback that my episode was well listened to. That's really comforting because, of course, my whole thing is that I love connecting with mums. I love sharing with mums. I love being able to relate to other mums because the reality is we are all going through the same thing, but everybody just stays silent about it. So I love that we're listening, we're talking and we're getting things out there. And I think what people resonate with you is that you're just so real, raw, and honest. And it just makes mums feel like, oh, I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's my whole thing. I just want mums to watch a video of mine or a reel or see a story of mine and realize, for example, yeah, I also have baby spew on my shoulder right now. Yeah, I also am about to blow at my toddler who is throwing his food on the floor. I also need a break, so I might enroll him into daycare an extra day. I feel like we're all literally going through the same thing. <laughs> if you guys haven't subscribed to Nikki's TikTok and Instagram, please do. They are the most entertaining videos. They're the first things that I watch when I go onto TikTok and I don't even have kids yet, but they're just so entertaining and you just, yeah, it's just very relatable. I've even on TikTok recently, I don't know if you know, but I'm having like this discussion with someone on your TikTok on a comment and it's been going for ages because they don't understand your sense of humor. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So I will say as somebody who's not too familiar with TikTok. I'm just starting there. But Helen, you've been on it for longer than me. TikTok is a whole different world. Whoa. Like people are on there to give you their opinion. (laughs) I mean, we're all there just for the comments. And so usually, yeah, the video is playing, but the first thing you're doing is like reading the comments. And it's amazing. You get amazing comments, by the way. I'll share with you our little comment thread and you're going to laugh. But Nikki, happy birthday. I see it was your birthday yesterday. It was. It was. I turned the big 30, actually, which is, you know, everyone says it's quite a milestone. I don't feel any different. I feel like you could ask me that. Do you feel different? I don't. But on the other hand, because I have a lot of friends who are a bit older than me, I'm kind of a youngish girl in the group. I'm very excited for my 30 because people say it's just a life-changing decade. I'm telling you, my 30s was my best decade. It's like you know who you are, you know where you're sort of going, (laughs) sort of, but you just don't have all of those insecurities like you did in your 20s and that like, I don't know, you're just more of a woman. Your confidence changes, that's what I felt, but it gets even better when you get closer to 40. 
Oh, I'm 40 this year. Still 40. Yes, I feel like I'm getting younger by the year. Wow. And how do you feel about 40? And how differently do you feel? Who was Helen 29 turning 30 and who is Helen now 39 turning 40? I feel like I'm still 19. I think <laughs> it has a lot to do with your mindset, your stress levels, and your physical health. And if one of these yeah. things starts to deteriorate, I feel like that's what makes you feel like you're aging. And so if you can just sort of find a well-rounded way to stay balanced, you just stay young. You don't have to feel or be old. I mean, there's 20-year-olds that feel older than I am because I coach them, you know, and they're like, I just feel like an 80-year-old. I'm like, you're too young to feel like this. Um, but anyway, we can talk about that on another episode. I love saying my age and I love the reaction that I get. So you'll get the same because you're also like a young vibe sort of person. She has two kids, guys, by the way. She's 30 <laughs> and she has two children. This is so amazing. They're the cutest little boys. Uh, they have these beautiful beady brown eyes. They're just so adorable. I'm pretty sure one just started preschool. Is that what I saw? Daycare, daycare, daycare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is very exciting. Well, so little Leo is eight months old now and daycare was a very different transition for me than it was with Noah the first time around. I spoke in your podcast a lot about my time with Noah in the early months, the fourth trimester being quite a struggle for me. Motherhood hit me like a bus. I felt like I spent the whole time I was home with him just stressing about him and stressing about the situation and trying to figure motherhood out. When he went to daycare, I was stressed about that. Like It was a whole cyclone of stress. And with Leo, I have had such a different experience. It, you know, I let go of any stress of figuring out motherhood because I already had a bit of a base knowledge. I was super confident putting him into daycare because I knew with Noah and the transition and that it all ends up fine. Um, and I just really enjoyed my time with Leo. I had a really positive experience. And I will say as well, a big part of that was that I went to therapy while I was pregnant with Leo to make sure that the fourth trimester for me with Leo was very different to my first experience. Yeah. So guys, you really have to listen to this episode and um, it will be in the show notes. Uh, but Nikki, before we like dive right deep into this, I would like you just to share a little bit of a brief history about you. How did you get here? And just so the listeners can be like, who is Nikki? What if I haven't heard of her? She's so amazing. She, you have also lived a million lives. I have. I feel like I have. So um, I guess I have two kids, Noah and Leo, very close in age. Noah's two, Leo's eight months. I had them pretty, um, I'm in my late 20s and now I'm 30 and getting back into my career life. A big part of me is my career and what I do for work. Early in my life, I worked in radio. So I produced a lot of hit Sydney breakfast shows. Um, I worked on radio presenting myself. I worked on TV as well. I was a weather girl for a while. This was all pre-kids. 
And then when I went on maternity leave with my first, things really changed for me. And I want anyone to listen to hear me that kids change your perspective. They are a big life-changing moment and in the most positive way. When I was on maternity leave, I was looking at prioritizing my family. I surprised myself in thinking that actually your work isn't everything, which was wild for me. Helen, I know you and I are very similar in that sense. Our work is our passion and we feel like we could do it forever because it's so fun. But you really gain a different perspective. So while I was on maternity leave, I did a bit of a career change and I now write for Nine Honey as a parenting writer, which is very handy because I'm a parent. (laughs) Um, I talk about all things babies, toddlers, new research products, trends. And part of that was really connecting with mums all around the world and within Australia and finding out what we were thinking, the questions we were asking. And so that's how I ended up actually building my online profile as well. So I hopped onto Instagram. I just was uploading videos of my crazy days with Mama. And I ended up connecting to a lot of mums who felt like they were going through the same experiences, who had questions for me and I had questions for them. We shared in our you know, anxieties, our stress, our curiosity. And I started building quite a profile from there. And now it's kind of just exploded and I continue to, to share my life with my kids on there and I continue to share as well my, my work with Nine Honey. Thank you so much for doing that because you're serving a lot of people and we'll put the link in the show notes for Nine Honey just in case mums are listening like, what is that? I want, some, I want in on that, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> let's chat about motherhood. Okay, because last time you were here, you had one child. Now you have two Mm. children. What Mm -hmm. has changed within your life from having one child to two children and maybe what has changed within yourself, if anything? So I think the main physical change is there's a lot going on. My days are, well, actually, I should say I go through days just living off adrenaline at this point following one toddler around, carrying a baby around, feeding one, milk the other, change that nappy, that one's gone as well. So as chaotic as it is, it's also very fun. Noah is a toddler now. He was a baby when I first talked to you. He's so curious. He's so smart. He's so fun and confident. I never, ever want him to lose his confidence. He's just the sweetest boy. I'm really enjoying him and I'm really enjoying his age. And Leo, on the other hand, is probably around the same age where Noah was when I started to feel a little bit more confident as a mum. And so I'm really enjoying that. He's about to approach one, which is a milestone age. But I think the difference as a mum of two than it was with a, as a mum of one, not as stressed. I know that they don't break. I can kind of leave Leo to be a bit of a second child and figure things out himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot more relaxed and I think I am so much less anxious about motherhood that I'm really enjoying a lot of it, a lot of it. I'm not going to say all of it, Helen, because that is not true. You do not enjoy all of motherhood, let's be real, but I am enjoying the majority of it. That's so good. So Noah has been your gift 
into becoming a more relaxed mother. I love that. Yeah, he really, um, I said this the other day on a post because Leah was going to daycare for the first time and I was really emotional about it because I was, you know, it's a big moment. Your maternity leave is over. Your little one goes to daycare or care or whoever's looking after him, babysitting, and it's a real new phase in your life, which I'm very excited about. I'm going back to work. I'm, you know, launching back into projects that I put on hold. But I also feel like I really, really miss him. And I really enjoyed my time with him and I was really less stressed and relaxed. And it made me reflect on my time with Noah, which was very different. But I just wanted to give that kid a big hug, which I did last night, and just thank him because he was my first child and he really paved the way for me to be able to succumb to the postnatal blues, the stress, the anxiety, and grow out of it in my own time. He was very patient in that sense. And then allow me to enjoy his brother. And what a gift from a two-year-old, you know, from a baby who has no idea what they've done, but that's what he's done for me. They're such sovereign beings. You just mentioned a few things that you went through, uh, which we spoke a lot about last time. And it's like sometimes mums tend to lose themselves. And I'd love to just tap into that a little bit, like how and why, what causes mums to start to lose who they are, like lose themselves? What creates that? How does it start? Let us know. Well, I think mentally first you are overcome with figuring out motherhood right? That takes a big portion out of your brain, your everyday thinking, your thoughts when you sleep, physically as well. You are doing everything. You're picking babies up, put them to sleep, you're breastfeeding, you're figuring things out. So I think mentally, your entire brain is taken over with those thoughts that your regular Self, the things that you love, the things that you enjoy doing, the things that you even, for example, do to as a hobby, like read a book or scroll through Instagram, whatever it may be, you lose those immediately. And that's a big shock. That is a big shock to your system because mentally you are occupied. You're at full capacity. There is no room for you. So adjusting to that I think is a really big struggle. It sounds like you go through this journey where you don't know where you're going to end up and it's like you come to this stop where you're like, which just happened. It's like a year later. What have I been doing? Yeah, yeah, you summarised that really well, Helen, and you don't even have kids. But it's like that. It's um, a period of time that I think mums need to accept will maybe be lost to your kids. Not lost, that might not be the right word, but I think given to your kids and you've sacrificed yourself for that. But the key is to remember, and I can only say this now because I'm out of it, I couldn't say it in our last podcast, is that you get yourself back. You find yourself and that starts to creep in in a sense of they become independent, so you get some time to yourself to challenge your brain, to socialise with friends, to read a book again, to watch your favourite TV show, 
get a bit of sleep, that comes back and slowly you start to rebuild yourself. Mm. You know, life with two kids must get so hectic now. You work as well. I don't know where you put your kids today. How did you manage <laughs> to get rid of your kids today? How do you balance it all? How do you maintain your own sense of identity? I think you allocate time for that and you have to be very proactive. So for me, as I said, I love my work and in the sense of it fuels me. If I don't do something that I love, I'm just a shell of a person, right? So I know that I need that. So what I've done is I've found a balance. I work part-time, three days a week, which is where I'm comfortable in giving my time to myself and then allocating time also to my kids, so spending time with them during the week and on the weekend. So first of all is I think I prioritize that. Second, I am comfortable and I work on getting my kids comfortable being in other care. I think a lot of parents actually spoke about this recently on my Instagram about the fear of putting your child into care, whether that's with family, daycare, babysitter, family care, there's lots of options out there. And the feedback I got, Helen, was so surprising. People feel like they'll be judged for not staying at home with a child for 12 months or whatever the minimum is. Mums feel scared that their child will be, you know, neglected, um, afraid, go through separation anxiety, not sleep, not eat, not adjust well. Those fears are very genuine. I'm not dismissing those fears at all. It's a scary time. It's a big transition. But I think mums need to remember that you are doing this not just for yourself to go back to work. It's not just for your own time. It's for your child. They will adjust to being around new people. Their personalities will open up. They'll learn from other kids. Noah's development, when he went to daycare, went zero to 100. He started walking, talking, you name it. So I think it's being one comfortable with leaving them in care. That's a, it's a big, big milestone, but you can do it. And it's prioritizing yourself and being able to put those together is you find yourself again and you find a new phase in your life. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Uh, yeah, I think there should be no shame in even asking for help. Many cultures have beautiful traditions uh, where they help the mother and it's like here in Australia sometimes the culture is, yep, just get back on the bandwagon, do it all yourself, you'll be right. She'll be right, mate. And it's like, no, we you need help, especially, you know, single yeah. mums or uh, people that don't have family here where they have to do it all themselves. Like that can be very tricky in itself. And so I hate the fact that people can feel like they're being judged for something that potentially can be so wonderful, wonderful for their kid. I, Helen, I live next door to my parents. That was a conscious decision. <laughs> I'm all for health. And obviously as well, my kids love spending time with my mom and my dad. It's not just a gift I've given myself for babysitting. It's a gift I've given my kids. That's so amazing. And I bet your parents love it. Oh, love it. Yeah, I'm ethnic. Helen, you know, it is like we get home from daycare and it's like take me to Bubba's house, drop him off. He gets fed. He gets probably chocolate shoved in his mouth, which I've requested not to happen, but I'm sure it happens. The kinder is in the cupboard. You know how it is. (laughs) Grandparents being grandparents. I mean, it's going to be great memories when they get older. Grandpa used to give me chocolate whenever we finished school. Mum never did. Yeah, and I'll only find out about it then when it's too late, when they've already been like hyper on chocolate all night and won't go to sleep. (laughs) I have to remind myself we grew up like in takeaway shops and so we always had junk food and chocolates and sometimes I have to think like, I'm okay, you know, I'm I'm all right. It's not going to be that bad. Mm -hmm. They can have the chocolate. Don't freak out so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. because, yeah, sometimes, you know, my mum always gives her grandkids treats and I think it's different. They're in this mindset of like, who cares? They're kids doesn't matter let them be happy and as a parent you're like no but the sugar rush and then they're going to be so active and then they won't be able to sleep and then I've got to deal with this crying baby and yeah good luck yeah well you put up with the consequence I get it that's just a trade-off at least I have had a break from him for an hour (laughs) Nikki it's time for your first curveball are you ready to play Oh, I I love this. We did this last time. (laughs) Yes. So I, your first curveball, it's different than last time, talking about mindset. How do you shift from a negative mindset to a positive mindset? And that can be hard in a day-to-day for a mum. There's a lot of negative. (laughs) Do you know what? I, I don't know if this is a good thing, but I like to treat myself to something so for me that's a coffee I'll go out and grab a coffee because I feel like something super creamy and nice and a pick-me-up I will open the fridge and this is such an ethnic thing, thing to say but I'll dip into the salami container and grab a piece of salami out but for me who somebody who enjoys food and has a pretty good relationship with food. I'm not a snacker. I don't eat a lot of junk food. My fridge is pretty average and fresh. I reset with food. Mm. I love that food. Even well, even if it's um, because Helen, as a mum, you forget to eat. So sometimes when I'm having negative thoughts, I actually realise part of that is I'm hungry. 
So I'll actually sit down and have lunch and that's a reset in itself. I hear that so often that the food that you eat is usually the leftovers of your children. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Oh, I yesterday was sitting there eating, um, do you know that like packet ravioli that you can get in Woolies? <laughs> yeah, no, I had a big bowl of it. I didn't cook it. My mum cooked it. Cheese all over it. And he got over it after halfway and I was like, well, that's mine then because I'm starving. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. When you spend time working on yourself as a mom, finding yourself within this motherhood journey, right, I feel like, one, some people don't even know how to start that. Two, don't even know how to prioritise that, but it should be prioritised. As a mum, Nikki, what are some of the mental or physical benefits that you've experienced by making the effort to sort of put yourself first? So a lot of people ask me what I do to take care of myself as a mum, this exact question. And my number one answer is I socialise. I have a lot of friends and I, pre-kids, went out a lot. I would love to go for dinner with my girlfriends. I'd love to go over for a cheese and wine board. I'd love to catch up with a friend over a drink. That was also my way of resetting my week. I loved a good midweek catch up because it breaks things up. So whenever I had a crazy week at work, I would go, all right, Tuesday night, who's up for a meal? And for the first year as a mom, I didn't do that because I felt like I had no time to do it. And this was the biggest mistake I made. I felt like if I did have the time to do it, it was wasted because I should be sleeping or cleaning the house, making a meal or resting. I very quickly realized that actually those things can wait and I'm going to trade off on rest and sleep and cleaning the under the couch that looks like an absolute mothball and I'm going to go see my friend. I made it a priority once the kids were in bed at seven o'clock, I make a plan. So I'd say one to two times a week, I see a friend or a group of friends and that is my reset. I feel so good, Helen. I talk and I laugh and I have a drink of wine and we share things and I'm not talking about my kids the whole time. We're talking about each other and our wins for the week and we're celebrating each other. And that is such a refresh, such a great time for yourself. You're also you. You're not just a mum. You're Nicolina. Yeah. And that's yeah. weird, right? Because it's like, honestly, I will open the door, close the door behind me, and it's like, hi, Nicolina, we're back. Let's go have some fun. Thinking about it, right, when we grew up as kids, we never asked our parents who they were before us, something that I never delved into until I was an adult. So it's like they only know you as mum. So you just sort of form into this role and it's like, hold on, I had this whole other life and I love those aspects of my life. So I love that you take priority in socialising. It's so important. And going off on that, Nikki, it's time for your second curveball. Are you ready to play? Hit me. Hit me, hit me, hit me. So being a mom, I'm sure your patience gets tested. The curveball is what do you do? (laughs) What do you do when your patience has totally run 
been. Can you think of a specific time and how you navigated through that? I palm off to my husband. I will say I think our great parenting team and we have communicated enough that we know if one of us is on our tether, if one of us is literally about to snap, like I mean just snap, we literally tag team out. And that might mean I'm going to the toilet, deal with this, or I'm going in my room. But, yeah, I honestly, we come to an understanding that sometimes we need a slight break and that might be physically removing ourselves from the situation or mentally saying, I actually don't know how to tackle this tantrum and we palm off to the, to the other person. Now, it's not one palming off more than the other. We try and keep it pretty equal, but I think it's a really good tool. You have to be a team and you have to be able to say, I'm not coping with this, babe, but can you please try? At least you try. I'll be back. And if it hasn't worked out, if he's still screaming, if Leo's still upset and we can't figure out what, it, what it's about and why he doesn't want to sleep, we'll do it together. But for now, can you please try? Love that. Reach out, ask for support. If you've got a partner, tag team, such a really great tip. And I'd love more tips, Mickey. I want you to share, if you could, some of your favourite ways to get back to who you are as a mum because I know there's plenty of mums that have grey hairs, don't have time to do their hair, they have shellac that's halfway through their nails, they don't have time to do these things, they haven't socialised with their friends in months. Like what are some of your favourite ways to get back to who you are? Do you know what I'll say? There's some big things and I've talked about, you know, socialising with your friends and stuff, but I actually want to share some little things here that are super easy and can be done on a regular basis because I think a lot of mums take a while to, for example, get the confidence to go out without their baby or to get comfortable enough to, you know, they might be breastfeeding, they might not be able to do that. So that advice might not just be applicable. So let's talk about smaller things you can do. I think these are the three things that I do. I put a mask on, Helen. I put a mask on because my skin has not been so dry than it has been in the last two years. I used to have like a five-step routine, you know, the cleanser, the exfoliator. I used to spend like 20 minutes in the shower exfoliating my legs. Now, I don't think that I shave in like eight days. I don't know what's going on under this maxi dress, but that's why I'm wearing a maxi dress. It's long and it hides my legs. So I think I would do something small like that, whether that's do something facially, put um, a cleanser on, a mask on, put some eye masks on, just something small. Go in the shower and have a long shower and enjoy yourself. Wash your hair. Do you know how exciting it is when a mum washes her hair? Oh, it happens rare. Really, really. And imagine you blow dry it too. Oh, can you imagine? So I think I would do that at home. If you're if you have the time to step out of your house, it could mean a ten minute walk. I've really prioritized walking in the last eight months with Leo. So if I've had to do it with him, that's fine. I will strap him onto myself. But for me, I need fifteen minutes. Let's go for a walk. Let's get some fresh air. You know, fresh air mentally being able to lose yourself, not being on your phone, looking around, enjoying nature. There's a beautiful local park down my street. 
does wonders for the soul. It does wonders. And so whether you can do that, which is a really quick 10 to 15 minutes, or you have an hour and you can step up the self-care and get a trim or get your nails done, get a manicure because don't commit to shellac because you know you'll have to be back in two weeks and you might not have the time. That's what I would recommend. So small thing at home and then one step up is just opening that door and getting out of the house. So whether it's 15 minutes or an hour or more. I love that. These small steps, these small action items can lead to really big benefits for your mental health, for your physical health, and just for your overall well-being. So thank you for sharing that. Nikki, you are a superstar. I don't know if you know, (laughs) but you're a superstar. You somehow have written a children's book. Firstly, where did you find the time to write that book? How did you do that? So um, my book, which is really exciting, it's called My Mummy Loves Fudge. We'll get into the story in a little bit. But the idea came from Noah. It was that fourth trimester with Noah and me just feeling like I so lost and Every time I encountered an issue, whether it was he was refusing a bottle, he wasn't sleeping, he was throwing his food, he would cry and I in the car seat and I wouldn't be able to control anything because there's traffic. All I could do, Helen, was swear. I would be behind the wheel and I'd be like, Fudge! it was like an exertion of energy for me. I don't know why I thought he would pick up on a swear word when he was six months old, but, you know, you're not meant to swear around your kids. So (laughs) I just kept saying that. And I remember I just found it really funny. There was one specific moment where he was eating and we had just started solids and he had beetroot, like, stained all around his mouth and down his top and on his onesie and on the floor. And beetroot does not come out easy. And I just sat there and I was like, and I thought how funny what a moment and I started just writing it down you know when he eats his food when he has a poo explosion blah 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 and that's how my mummy loves fudge came about I slowly wrote it you asked me when I had the time I honestly was in the moments of chaos of motherhood and finally when I went back to work and had a little bit of time when Noel was in daycare I really put the wheels in motion and reached out to a beautiful illustrator, Cesar, who worked with me on the illustrations. You'll very much see that Noah is the main character in the book, which I love. It's a bit of a dedication to him, which is nice. And I've put it all together and I'm really excited to get it out there to other mums. It's so beautiful. The illustrations are great. I laughed my head off and I feel like not only will kids love this, but I feel like adults will love this too. That's what I wanted. You know, that's I have so many books for Noah, The Green Sheep, and, you know, I Love You Wherever You Are in the World, which are all very valid, obviously. But sometimes we need a bit of a laugh, Helen. Sometimes when we're doing bedtime and we're reading a book, we've also had a big day. And laughing for me is such a gift. It breaks up the day and it helps me see the light in the situation. So even though I'm exhausted, when I'm sitting there reading this book, I'm giggling. I'm laughing with my with myself 
And he loves it because the illustrations are super bright and fun. And he loves seeing what he's done all throughout the day, eating, in the car with mum, you know, playing with Rexy, our dog, who also makes an appearance. So it's really like a combined story for parents and kids to both enjoy. I love it. How can people get their hands on this book? Because I already know so many people that would love this book. Oh, I love this because it is also a great gift to give to mums. I feel like if you have anyone that's pregnant, especially or just had a baby, they will love this. They will read it and just think, oh, my gosh, it's not just me. It's not just me yelling at the top of my lungs when I'm so lost in this moment. So it's available now on heynicolinak.com. Or you can head to my Instagram, it's in the bio. That's H-E-Y, Nicolina K. Um, I'll provide you a link, of course. Um, And it's available for pre-order now. So head over there and grab yourself a copy. I'm so excited to get it in these bookshelves and in these little nurseries because I think mums and bubs will just love it. Oh, that's so good. I will definitely share the links in the show notes. Okay, this is great. Our mutual friend Carla just had a baby. I feel like we need to give her a book. (laughs) Oh, she's getting a copy of the book. She's in the thick of it right now and I visited her the other day. Again, something you can do for a new mum. Go and visit. I dropped her off some banana bread. I just thought I know what this is like. Her baby is, I think, just about to hit two months old, so fresh. She's absolutely nailing it. But, you know, I think that I know what mindset she's in, so I wanted her to know that I was there. I was caring for her. Here's some banana bread. Don't stress out. Grab a bite to eat. And I will be definitely delivering her one of these books. (laughs) So what do you recommend I take her? Food or a dessert? Food. Or you know what? I will say food or a healthy dessert because you don't want a mum to feel like on top of everything that they don't have time for themselves. They're also eating bad now, you know, eating bad. In, in commas so I would say some food some wholesome food and my big tip is if it's in the first six weeks of course give the parents some time to adjust their baby life and obviously babies need to be much bigger before you visit them in case you know you're sick or anything happens I would say like a Woolies order is great food delivery Uber Eats voucher that was one of the best presents I ever got an Uber Eats voucher that's my recommendation that's what I'll do. I hope she's not listening to this. Um, thank you for those tips. Thank you for your time today. I'm so excited for this launch of your book. I am going to get it anyway because I will have a child one day. And I'm just so excited for you. What's next for you, Nikki? Well, thank you, Helen. I am going back to work. So I am figuring out now my new phase of life, two kids, working mum and hopefully, and yeah, now published author. So I'm just going to really deep dive into that phase and give my all and see where I end up. But before you sign off, Helen, I want to thank you to you because you are such a positive light in my life. I, you said that you stalk my TikTok. I am always on your TikTok. And we talked before about a reset or a mental reset, whether you're running out of patience or negative thoughts are creeping through, seeing some of your reels and reading them, they give me perspective. They give me a bit of a lift. They 
give me context and I don't think you realize just how powerful some of those things are in everyday lives so I want to thank you as well because you are just a gift you're a gift that means a lot you know yeah it's just inspired me because so many times in life I've felt like alone and I just want every like social media page just to be this space that people can come and be like oh I'm not alone here I am okay that's what that's what it's about that's what it's about. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd love to share before we hop off? Anything that we didn't speak about? No, I think that is everything. That's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicolina. I will put all links in the show notes, how to get her book in the show notes. If you have any questions for her, feel free to jump on her Instagram. She's very active on there. She's more than happy to conversate with you. She's the most down-to-earth person you'll ever meet and the most funniest woman you'll probably ever meet in your life. <laughs> Thank you, Helen. And, yes, if you want to connect with me, at Hey Nicolina K on Instagram, and I'm sure you get this as well. A lot of people are surprised when I reply to a DM. I have all the time in the world, guys. I'm sitting here with kids pulling my hair. I would rather be replying to you on Instagram and dealing with the issues in front of me. So please reach out, DM me. If you're feeling alone or conflicted or just want to chat or have a question, I'll try and help, but we're both probably lost in motherhood. So let's help each other. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. Thank you times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals your dreams and I love being on the journey with you so make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at whole health which is h-o-l underscore health and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today and if you enjoyed it please leave me a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify so that I can keep bringing amazing value to you I'm sending you truckloads of love power and joy. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.